Welcome to episode two of J.K. Around. Mm, with a brown voice. That's right. I'm Rich, a... brown, oaky voice. Should I start? I mean, your name comes first. Yeah, I think we can uh, do it back and forth. Everyone will know it's Joel Kevin. And when You'll see uh, in our uh, promotional uh, logos and whatnot, it's, mm-hmm. it's usually J slash K, which means we're interchangeable. Oh, yeah. It could be KJ, it could be JK. We just want to um, highlight the way the alphabet works. Right. So I'm Kevin, and this is Joel. Yep. Uh, he's absolutely right about that. Thank you. And uh, today is... Uh, uh, We're live from the capital of the nation. Capital nation. Coming to you wherever you are. Right back to your nation. Mm. Uh, recording from Joel's uh, semi-professional to professional recording, recording studio. studio. And we're here with... Uh, our our first official episode, I our guess. first full-length official yeah. uh, episode of JK Around Podcast. Very exciting. Not only is this our first episode, this is our first tribute episode. That's right. And today, who have we got, Joel? Well, today we are going to do none other than the great and the incomparable Louis C.K. That's awesome. Now, I mean, you can't uh, turn on a late night show tonight without seeing him do uh, a a performance or Mm -hmm. hearing another comic reference Louis C.K. He's been uh, described as a comedian's comedian. He should be called Louis GQ because he's that popular. Yeah. um, That he could be on Gentleman's Quarterly. Sure. Uh, I'm, I'm not that familiar with the magazine well i've heard of it well i'm just saying popular people will end up on gq and uh he's very popular right now you'll see him on a lot of magazines and i think that uh gentleman's quarterly is a magazine which uh would be the standard against which we can compare all of pop culture and say what's good what's good what would be on gq and, uh, and Louis we'll C.K., I don't know if he has been, but Mm-mm. he should be. And if there, if anyone from Gentleman's Quarterly is listening to this, get C.K. Get him on, on GQ, please. He's gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know if he's gorgeous, but his, his comedy soul. is. His comedy and, soul. Um, sometimes, yeah, you see that soul in his uh, performance. Uh, but you're right. He is the biggest name in comedy right now. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I, I think we're liable just talking about him. He's so huge right now. Uh, I'm sure there's lawyers just waiting to pounce on any podcast that that talks about that him. That right? defames him, or but that's something. not what we do here. What we do here is de demagify. Yeah, to take the magic. We out We want of to comedy. take the magic out of comedy, and we want to let you see comedy for what it is, and try to unravel the uh, I don't know tapestry that is mm-hmm. sewn in front of it to make you marvel. Exactly. Uh, we want to show you, hey, the, the, these are the nuts and bolts. Mm-hmm. This is what comedy entails. Uh, in a really, um, I don't know, uh, just a, a, the authentic sense of it. You yes. know what I mean? Yeah. Just that, you know, oh, what really? you can feel, the workman. <laughs> you know, right now we've got all sorts of technology. We've got all sorts of things that, and everything's mesmerizing. Just automatic. Everything's yep. just automatic all, laughs. And to me, it's all mystical and it's all magical because I, I do not understand any of it. Mm. Um, but, you know, we want to, you know, have that. Uh, feeling of, of when you 
are walking down the street and you super cold, fr- super cold, someone in front of you slips on some ice, falls on their bottom, and you laugh. And there it is. And and that we want to say now that is the yeah. t- you can touch that comedy, right? You can feel that palpable. Comedy. It's pa- it's palpable. I love that word. Mm-hmm. And uh so that's what we're trying to do here and we're going to um Tame the wild stallion. Yes, that, that is comedy. That it's is out comedy. In the field, we rope it in, we nuzzle it, and now it is our friend. Mm-hmm. And and we've we've uh, like you say tamed them. Uh, we've gentled them. Mm-hmm. Um, Broke them. Broken to, to, them to be to, to be, be our own. Yeah. And uh, we're going to do that today with Louis C.K. Louis. Uh, the first thing that I think of when I think Louis C.K. Um, is the question, uh, is rape funny? Now, that's a good question, because obviously yes, um, but obviously no. Well, there's two sides to that coin. Mm-hmm. Uh, Louis C.K. will make plenty of rape jokes, and plenty of people will laugh at them. Sure. So obviously rape is funny. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is, I mean, when I run it through my scientific algorithm of, you know, cause there and effect, yep. he caused a rape joke, and it affected a laughter. Therefore, Therefore, just logically, equals yes, it works. rape funny. That's... Rape mm-hmm. equals funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, but w- what I wonder is if Louis C.K. I mean, he has a daughter. I think he yeah. has a daughter. He has a few of them. Daughters. I think, yeah. And uh, I don't want that. I would never want them to be raped. No. Okay. I, we don't support rape with the J.K. No, no, Around no. podcast or any of our other endeavors. Our Twitter account, our Facebook okay. page. I just I don't want to make it sound like rape is one of our endeavors. Don't, uh, we don't support it. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, we don't partake in it. We don't do mm-hmm. anything rape related. Yeah. But if she were to become raped, would he regret those rape jokes as jokes that somebody who have, has been raped would hear and that would send them back to that sense memory uh, to that horrific moment? Do you think he might go, hmm, maybe I shouldn't have done that? You know what? Easy answer. No. The harder answer, of course he would mumble such a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, his eyes would be opened to the real world, and that, that blanket of comedy, once it's it's torched, uh, leaves nothing but thin ash and, and your raped daughter on the kitchen right. floor. We I got the laughs. I, I uh, won an audience. I'm on GQ magazine, but... My daughter can't bear to listen to my stand-up routines exactly. because they're full of mentioning uh, how this much she's been thing. raped. Uh, I mean, this is a, a very stimulating conversation. This should be on the View. This is yeah, this because is this is really one of those types of the things. Issues. That he should be on the View, and they Again. should be going. What would you say if your daughter was raped? Type of thing. And I think that that would be almost better for the View. Yeah. But uh, but certainly a question that comes to mind immediately exactly. when i think of louis ck well really that's what uh, uh that's what this show does what our show does is fill in those gaps that the view sometimes doesn't always right. have uh yeah. they have plenty of opportunities but lord help us we know that they can't uh go beyond that hour they're probably gonna go oh but, my oh my goodness uh louis ck let's talk about that old cell phone bit from conan yeah you no know, that's not gonna kids are spoiled yeah we get right? it look he's done rape jokes can you get bring to the that issue. to the fore? Yeah. Get to the issue now. Um, do you think he dyes his hair uh, red to look more intense? To look more... You uh, know, if he does, then it's working. 
Um, I don't he... know a lot of people who do such things, but uh, I, I I know he's a marketing genius. Well, he obviously is. He yeah. has broken right from nothing to yeah from humble beginnings starting as you know a writer and producer of conan and other mm-hmm. hbo series just mm-hmm. humble starts mm-hmm. and all of a sudden now he's a huge comedian yeah. he's on he's standing up he's and basically he's on the top out. of the capitol tower that's right and looking down on everyone else going i am funny and immediately i mean you mentioned louis ck the first mm. thing that comes to mind pootie tang he wrote and directed Pootie Tang with Chris Rock, and mm. it's probably what he's most known for, yeah. or second most known for, at least. For, you know, when you... But that uh, is true. What's his first most known for? Well, it's debatable. Yeah. I I uh, listened, I, interesting, in a... Uh, I don't know if it was on someone else's podcast or what it was, but you can listen to all the podcasts and find it. Um, I heard that he just really feels like he's got a handle on the black voice. And and that's interesting for a ginger, uh, a very pale ginger, or at least seemingly ginger, because I mm. think he might dye his hair, mm. um, to be very, very good at writing black. You know what I mean? Uh, that is a talent. Um, sure. The but, the black voice talent. Yeah, I mean, not, not, not saying, not doing do it, voice. not an imitation. Right, okay. But writing in the black voice. Oh, I see. You didn't understand Being comfortable that. With, with, with the black the voice. The dialogue, with sure. the, you know what I mean? I mean, you, I mean, you, as a writer, you become many characters, uh, mm-hmm. you, uh, the many facets. And uh, if you can write outside of your, you know, uh, where you were born, your, your heritage, um, yeah. your social status, then, you know, your... You're doing well, and he can. Yeah, well, he's fickle. He's fickle that way. He can just boom all of a sudden, just uh, multitudes, uh, class, race, yeah. gender, yeah. all distinctions, yeah. all barriers. But and that's down. why he's so big because you know it, here's a guy who's been in showbiz for um, ages, ages. He's weathered. He's tried, tested, and true. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he walks up there and he goes, "Hi, I'm working class. I'm wearing a black T-shirt. I got a belly. I've got bags under my eyes. I've got. Um, I'm balding. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I seem to not care about my appearance. Yeah. And he was like, he looks like he would smell bad. Yeah, he probably yeah. does smell. I've never yeah. seen him live. I don't watch. I've never seen a live comedy show. Mm-hmm. But he seems to be that kind of person that you wouldn't want to spend a lot of time with. Yeah, uh, like. Just in his in his attitude, yeah, and the, not like he would have a lot of stories or a lot to say, you know, I mean, everything he says, he must just write scripted perfectly and only save it for stage once can, he's off the stage he's he's basically mute. look, if you watch Pootie Tang mm-hmm. uh and you wa- listen to the dialogue in there and you just close your eyes and, and just try to interject uh Louis C. Louis C.K.'s voice. Yeah. Um, and you take out the definite urban sort of slant to the whole thing. Mm-hmm. You'll go, yeah, this is his stand-up. He's a writer first. Yes. And he's performing what he's writing. He's learned how to act well. Mm-hmm. Um, congratulations, Louis C.K. This is your tribute. You've learned how to act well. You do a darn good jab. And uh, I love the uh, what you've done with the dying of your hair. And you can't wait for Pootie Tang 2. Um, don't know if that's actually in the works, but I've been writing him letters mm. since the first one. I think I mean, you've I, written a couple scenes for that movie. I, I did. It was the fan fiction Pootie Tang 2, yeah. wherein Pootie Tang uh, 
has to ride a, a um, meteorite that's about to hit into Earth, land it actually on Mars, and, of course, develop a new civilization of Martians. This is uh, a common trope for... Yeah. sequels. We, I mean, um, we've all seen it. We've all heard a million times. But I just thought it was it was a great uh, a great setting for for the poot yeah. for for Mr. Tang. And what I said was, uh, I mean, you were you were writing that, and I thought, well, it it seems to be working uh, conceptually. Mm-hmm. But I said, you strip the dialogue out of there because because Louis right. didn't want to write the dialogue. Strip the dialogue out of there. What you were writing was good, Kevin, mm-hmm. but it wasn't Louis, right? Yeah. And I said, strip that out. Send him just the script without dialogue and say, you know, kind of a fill in the blank, choose your own adventure, if you will. Exactly. Um, All I did was basically put uh, the character names where they would be talking. Oh, exactly. And and let it just fill in. Because he needs to know what rhythms the characters would take, you know. What, um, you know, all the scenes, all the mise-en-scene is what they call it Mm. in film. All the things Mm. that you see on screen are all there in the script. It's just a lot of empty... Uh, just blankness that I figured Mr. C.K. would uh, enjoy, sort sort of doodling in like a Sudoku for comedians. Exactly. There was a mo- there were moments where you were like, okay, this character is going to be talking a bit longer. You left a little bit more space. Yeah. You know. So the 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 film the, script still came out like ninety pages. Right. Uh, so it was including accurate. including those moments where you know you know it's just going to be the Oscar gold where where um, whoever the big starlet is at the time has mm-hmm. her big uh, romantic uh, scene. Emma with, Watson. Yeah, Emma Watson or, or Sandra Bullock, as mm-hmm. I always see her, mm-hmm. with Chris Rock. And oh, yeah. I'm, I'm ex- expecting that he has a uh, sidekick in this one played by, you know, either Seth Rogen or, uh, Can we? or oh, Seth Green. Any Seth, really? Oh, I got to write down Seth Rogen. We have got mm-hmm. to do. Okay, I guess Seth Rogen. Like Let's just do it. Let's do a Seth. Seth. Let's something. do a Seth episode. Seth Green, Seth Rogen, Seth, Seth McFarlane. McFarlane. Okay, that's there a good idea. But I'm I'm gonna tell you now, Seth Rogen's gonna get most of the attention. <laughs> I know. I, know. I, can't I mean, that guy is a uh, he's a dynamo. Um, but uh, do you think Louis C.K. would do a cameo in that film? Yes, we would see. Him. Um, Probably as uh, Captain Kerngalang, who mm-hmm. was, you know, he's the first person that they meet when they land on Mars mm-hmm. um, off the asteroid. Yeah. Uh, Captain Kerngalang comes up and says, hey, I haven't seen anyone here in, uh, you know, a in couple ages. decades. Yeah, I don't know when the last time that we landed on Mars was. But yeah, it's been a yeah. long time. Uh, what You know, welcome. And and they start di- diplomatic uh, traits. Did you did you use my idea to have like a shine on his the top of his bald head to have that like light just that orb kind of yep mm, yep the uh, just that light pulsing in his head yeah if he's got like a light bulb in his head it dates back to your um, evolutionary theory of how life would evolve on Mars that mm. light would be so uh, necessary for well, any you any need life. light to survive yeah. on Mars exactly um, there's a lot of caves there's a lot of stuff on there's a lot of uh, atmosphere that's here on Earth that isn't on Mars. And so uh, to evolve, we need that light energy. Uh, uh, I mean, Hindus uh, and people that meditate in the East have known this for years. You don't Mm. need to eat. You don't need to drink. You just need the power from the sun and the power that comes from inside when you meditate. Light power and meditate power. Yeah. So, And that's your mind that is basically edifying you uh, spiritually and physically. Which, and I know you know this, but uh, just for those who might be interested in my fan script, 
that uh, that is really the underlying theme. Mm. Use the sun, use your meditation, mm. don't eat. Well, it's it's political. Um, and, and people will say, no, that doesn't sound political, it sounds spiritual, but mm. all politics, spirituality, uh, and philosophy all come together in one big, you know, melting pot, and mm-hmm. that's called life. Yeah. And uh, sorry if you think that politics is not about life, but yeah. politics is about life. Um, they or that s- spirituality isn't about politics. It is. It's all intertwined. Because all of them, and sometimes it's a case of, Politics trying to stamp out spirituality or... Vice reversa. Vice reversa. Um, so, uh, Louis C.K., one of the things that I love about him um, that I want to say as a tribute to him is that he will write things which almost seem unscripted. Right. Uh, it, it, he'll go off on these rants and that's what we saw on that it's a viral video have you seen that the conan one where he's talking about cell phones or something like that yeah yeah he didn't he didn't have a his his goatee then was that back then i saw an older one a while ago Uh, this was fairly recent i think it's pretty interesting you should see him without the goatee Uh, less intense probably exactly i mean the magic is obviously there um, but he he didn't express it facially. Right. That's that's where it's it like started the, to turn. With for the him. goatee, it's like he's it's his chin juts out more. Mm-hmm. And I I remember when we well, expect words to come from there when you see the goatee. Yeah. You're just like oh well, that's a, that's a target, and in the middle, yeah, words come out. There's the hole, the word hole. Mm. And when my mother used to get angry, oh she'd push at her bottom mm. her jaw, the bottom and. I'm so angry. You can can you imagine yeah. that? I think our listeners can. People do that all the time. What are you doing here? And yeah. he builds that. This is the genius of Louis C.K. He builds that in. He builds it in with hair, and he and he he gets that you know goatee that is saying I, I don't need to stick out my jaw. It's there. It's there. It's jetting out. Yeah, and you're gonna and notice I'm angry. it. Yeah, and I'm riffing, and and it's a, a like a rant, a riff rant, or a rant riff. Uh, a, 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 Rant roll. Would you say it's rant a roll, rant roll? Uh, or, or a riff, riff? Riff rant. I think it's like a riff, a rant riff, <clears throat> a, riff a riff where he's ranting. So it would be like a riff rant. That's right. It's a riff rant. More than a rant riff, I think. I don't know. Yeah. I was going back and forth. A rant riff is much before. shorter. Rant, rant riff. Riff, riff rant. Yeah. If you had one small line um, about a rant, that's a rant riff. But if you have a, a whole rant that includes riffs, then that's a riff, riff rant. rant. But oh, if you right. had a whole rant that include riffs about rants, then that would be a rant riff rant. A raff, a rant, rant, riff rant. A rant riff rap, yeah. rant. Yeah, and he does those. He does them all the time. He does all. He knows three the rant riff them. rant. Um, and and it's that energy and it's his genius that's going to set him apart and make him uh, as big as the legends. Mm-hmm. And what's funny about uh, you know when he talks about family. He talks about his everyday life mm-hmm. is that we can see that, hey, here's a legend who has a life, who has a real it's man's uh, day ahead of him. It's Zeus know? coming down and saying, hey, I'm one of you. Uh, Hercules, yeah. what an he. Oh, oh there you uh, go. And man, I got to drive him to school. I'm just a normal guy. Right. And you go and you say, hey, I, I'm relating to this, but I know better. I know that it's Zeus. Yeah. But I, 
I like the lightning. I'm feeling I'm feeling close to this person because they're familiar to me. Mm-hmm. And and other people have done that. Uh legends like Adam Sandler. Oh, I mean the yeah. great Adam Sandler. Yeah. Um, you know, he he's gone before and he said, I'm just a regular guy. I'm actually a regular slow guy. I'm not mm-hmm. very smart. I'm actually probably the dumbest person you'll ever sure. meet. Right. Uh for those of you who don't uh, understand anything but farts and uh, the stupidest humor around. Yeah, then that's, there's, there's a place for, for you. you. Yeah, yeah, there's a place. Uh, Lisa Lampanelli, uh, she's just said, hey, welcome. I'm a, I'm here and I'm going to yell at you and I'm going to yeah. be vicious and you're going to laugh. You're going to laugh because I'm I'm huge in every sense of the word. I've, and... uh, I've yelled you into submission. Yep. And uh, and that's what makes her a legend. And you're liking it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think like, that Lisa Lampanelli and Louis C.K. are very similar mm. in that regard. <clears throat> you know, it's not often it's not often that uh, Lisa Lampanelli gets gets that sort of comparison to Louis C.K. But I'm, I'm surprised. You know, she she's a big boisterous woman who talks about uh, getting plowed deep in mm-hmm. in her woman parts by mm-hmm. uh, a giant black men. Mm-hmm. And again, it's just relatable. It's Louis your everyday. C.K. It's wrote your... for black men. Yeah, he knows. What's the difference? He knows what it's like. Uh, you know, I don't want to get on a soapbox here, but it's mm. women's suffrage. I mean, no one, no one's going to say yes. That woman comedian. Mm-hmm. Do we have to say that? Can't we just say it's a comedian? She is yeah. as funny as this man. No mm-hmm. one's going to do it. They're not going. It's like, oh, I'm sorry, it's apples and oranges. No, I'm sorry, it's the same thing. It's a comedian and mm-hmm. a comedian. We can mm-hmm. compare them, and they're comparable, and they're genius, and they're legends, and we should honor them. And uh, you know, people aren't going to do that because they're like, hey, you know, they're not saying it, but they are. They're sexist. Yeah, and we're still living in a sexist yeah. world, and it's a it's a pa- patriarchal society. People say, Kevin, uh, Lisa Lampanelli isn't funny, and I say, no, you're sexist. That's the exactly. only answer. Yeah, that's yeah. the only answer. Yeah, if you ever say a female comedian isn't funny, it always means you're it's sexist. You're sexist and because I'm they are funny. I'm sick of it. Yeah, they yeah. are all funny, and if you don't get it. Then uh, yeah, you just yeah. aren't getting the joke because you know, you're sexist. It's Maybe ones like, sometimes they're girly jokes. Yeah, yeah. It's ones like you know Maria Brantford, who um, I would see, and and she's she's doing all these things, but she's not she's not talking about her vagina. Mm-hmm. She's not talking about her breasticles. Mm-hmm. She's not pointing attention to her gorgeous blonde hair. Yeah, she's going up there with crazy voices. And and weird sort of slant on everyday popular issues, and we're sitting there thinking, is this even a is this even a woman? Is this a no? <laughs> and you know what? And, and Kevin, I I challenge you that that's a sexist thought. Is this even a woman? Well, of course it is. She's all woman. She's all man. She's all comedian. Exactly. Uh, she can be everything. She's whatever she wants to be because she's a woman. Men, on the other hand, they can never be women. No, they're no. men. Uh, and I mean, they're not going to touch the women sort of place in comedy, but women, they can take over both sides of the coin because there's no coin. Because there is no coin. There's no coin in a sense. Not for women. You know, and, uh, that's what, I mean, I I respect all comedians, but women Mm. comedians are some of my favorite. Yeah. Uh, Lisa Lampanelli is one of the best. Mm -hmm. And, uh. I mean, hey, look at Tignataro. Um, it's not funny, but she had breast cancer. She lost her breasts. Right. I mean, 
to be able to talk about that and make it relatable to both sexes mm-hmm. and be funny for everyone. Right. She's a, she's a legend. I mean, she's oh. an up and comer like Mike, Mike Birbiglia. Right. But uh, to me, she will almost be as funny as Mike Birbiglia one day. Really? She's kind of dry. Yeah. She's kind of dry and she... Uh, Seems like she's kind of like lackluster like this. She doesn't... I I mean, she. I think she had a bit of a down year recently. Yeah, it sounds like it. But she did... She's still... Like, she's funny, but um, like Mike Birbiglia is relatable in every sense. Yes. Like, he doesn't need to talk about breasts or anything like that no. unless they're on like a girlfriend or a fiance or someone else that he's slept with. Um and and he'll make that relatable, and it, it's relatable to everyone, and I think to girls too, because they have the breasts. Mm-hmm. And uh, he does it, it in such a way that you don't even notice he's there. Mm-hmm. Um, you can just imagine the the story that's going on because he's so, I don't know, shapeless and and void. Mm-hmm. So um, I appreciate that from him. And and Tig, I don't know. Even though she's dry and she kind of keeps things kind of uh, monotone. She seems to have more, um, I, I don't know, there's more personality and character coming through. Mm. Sometimes I think that distracts yeah. from the comedy. Yeah. You know what I can. mean? It can because and if it's just personality, where's the funny where's part? Where's the funny? Where's the funny if, part? If we just go, oh, Tig's funny because she's, I don't know, a, person. a funny bit, yeah. a funny personality, but uh, describe one of her jokes. If I can't describe to her, to you, her jokes, yeah. then it's not funny. If no. I can't tell you why it's funny, then it's not funny. Well, what is our point here? Yeah. If, if that were the case, I mean, if we were just scrounging at rocks to, to sort of paint a picture for the folks, Mm-mm. then, you know, there's, there's no fun in that. No. There's no I'd still essence. suggest to look into Tig Nataro uh, because she is a female comedian, so she mm-hmm. is brilliant. But uh, she's no Mike Birbiglia. So if you love Mike Birbiglia, you might not appreciate Tignataro. Yeah. That's just Same with uh, Maria Branford. She's... Again, like I said, she's trying all these different things. She's not really talking, you know, about the, the, the vagina mm. as much as she could be. I think As much need... as a lot of female comics do. Look, uh, in the nation, um, anywhere in the nation, not just the capital. True. There needs to be healing. And f- women need to get out there and they need to talk about their vaginas and they need to heal the nation. Mm-hmm. And they need to come out and say, look, we've been silent for long enough about our vaginas. And now we'll get violent. Now they're talking. Uh, our lips are flapping. <laughs> in, more way- <laughs> in more ways than one. <laughs> oh, man. Vaginas have lips. Um, now... We do need to touch on uh, Louis C.K.'s show. He's not just a stand-up wow. comedy. He has yeah. his own show on HBO. Yes. And Louis. I think this is the second version of it. Like, he had a show. Yeah, and he, he had, had one show that show. didn't work out so well. And, and now he has creative uh, control he on owns this it show. All. And before you kind of say it sucks and, you know, it's stilted and it's not funny sure. and it's shot it's, poorly. You know. He writes and directs and edits it it's all hard, by himself. It's hard to imagine because that show is actually, while while it aims to be funny, also makes poignant uh, sort of social critique. And, mm. I mean, again, here we are trying to take the magic out of comedy. Yeah. And he's already done that with a show yeah. that that it actually says something. Look, there's a place for taking the magic out of comedy, and that is this That's podcast. Right here. Yeah. Uh, do you do it on a 
television show, a cable network television show. I hardly think so. I I wouldn't. I hardly. You know, personally, I wouldn't. Mm. I'm not going to go stand up on stage and take my internet bit, which I've mentioned uh, before. You Mm -hmm. you know my internet bit. Classic bit. um, And go up and say, you know, by the way, um, this is a bit about the internet. Um, what I'm trying to say with it is, you know, and then go about it's all like, the political, yeah. all the, you know, the talking depth that I have. Darfur, talking yeah. about, yeah. Where did it come from? Why is Star yeah. Wars and Disney trying to take over our exactly. nation and America? Um, you know, because that's not what it's about. Mm-mm. It's about the joke. It's yep. about the bit, and it's about making people laugh. And if it makes them think, so be it, okay? But I'm not sure. going to sit there on a soapbox and say, mm-hmm. it's time, let's put comedy to the side for a second. And before I give you the you know, the meat and potatoes or, or the icing, let's yeah. have some cake or – you know some, what I'm saying? Some broccoli uh, yeah. soup, Let really. me force some broccoli soup down your throat, and then I'll give you a little bit of icing, and maybe that will be a sweet chaser. Well, by yeah. that time, you're full, and you're going, you know, yeah. I got to go to a communist meeting. My – breath smells like broccoli and you're yeah. throwing uh pastries at me yeah or, or frosting or no thank you and then yeah. you're like oh i'm sorry i guess my, i'm not sugary enough for you and yeah. you know you get your back it's all into that so louis ck is doing this um w- we're not going to make a judgment call one way or another. no i mean who are we to judge but no. seriously i mean he when, shouldn't be doing it when you when you're mixing social commentary with comedy it's just it's just so it's a tough uh juxtaposition. It feels like it's just been done. You well, know, I mean, how hey. much social commentary do, does society need at the end of the day? Look, they did it in the show Get Smart. Um right. that that was chock full of political stuff and that's why mm-hmm. it's unwatchable now. Yeah. Because just you put nightmare. it on and you're like I don't even get any of this. If yeah. Louis CK doesn't want to be timeless and he doesn't want to go down in history as one of the greats because when yeah. you watch it again you're like I don't get any of this. Yeah. Then he should continue down the path he's going down. Exactly. And it looks like he's going to because he's the big man in charge. He's the big scary, mm-hmm. you know, ginger man in charge. And uh, you know, maybe if he thought about it a little bit or listened to this podcast, he'd realize maybe I should go for the funny. Yep. So that 10 years from now when, you know, who cares about uh, whatever he talks about gay or whatever he talks mm-hmm. about. Um, you know, people are still laughing and people are still going, "I like Louie. I like that. I liked, you know, the cell phone bits or the, the a joke about um, peanut butter sandwiches. I don't know. Something relatable. Something you know? that something... everybody knows. Mm-hmm. Something that everybody can go, yeah, I get this. I've experienced this in mm-hmm. my nation, in yeah. my particular yeah. uh, situation. I mean, I'll say this to Louis. Uh, hey, he's, like we said, he's one of the biggest. Um, yeah. One of the best. I don't know. But if you looked to Berbiglia, he, mm-hmm. you know, and I would say that to a lot of comedians look to Berbiglia look exactly. see what he's doing don't copy it yeah. but just like take a, a note and say wait a second this there, is always going to be there's funny. something to be learned here you know there's there is something to to Glean. understand yeah gleaning uh, we, we we will always have relationships with men and women or just relationships with other people mm-hmm. they're always going to be funny they're yeah. always going to be crazy exactly and we're always going to be able to you know tell them with the least amount of energy possible exactly the more monotone and just sort of blank stare uh you know talking about things girls you dated in high school and stuff that's 
That's where where those nuggets are. That's Kevin. that's like the Yukon gold rush is in Berbiglia's mind. Yeah, it's called dry wit. And if right. you're not on Just that pure. bus, you're not going to get it and you're yeah. not going to you're not going to make it to Comedy Town, the only place any of us want to be. And um Louis CK, he doesn't stand up there and I mean he's like I said, he's Lisa Lampanelli. He yells it at you. He says, yeah. "My kid's a bastard." I, well, I don't know if he's ever said that. But, you know, he just stands up there and he yells, I hate that kid. I hate, not his kid, but like some other kid. I'm angry about society. I'm going to make a commentary, like you say. Mm -hmm. And he yells it and you go, well, look, do I have to sift through your loud voice to find the funny? Yeah, I mean, do we do we really need all these messages when you're telling me a joke? Yeah, I'm. I are. are do you think that it makes sense that you can scare me into laughing because it's working? But when I realize the uh, the the trick here, then, you know, the magic trick, exactly. which we are stripping away from this. When right. I realize the magic trick, uh, Louis C.K., I'm going to stop laughing, and so is the rest of the nation. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's going to start here at the Capitol where we're doing yep. this podcast, and it's going to spread me. like um, comedy cancer, and yep. it's going to stop Louis C.K. and his child. I hope it doesn't happen. Uh, I like him. I, I don't, I don't want to. Uh, I'm just, you know, we're we're both saying the same thing here: is that we like him. I think he's got a good future ahead of him, mm-hmm. and so long as he he nails the path right now so uh that he takes that turn into yeah. where the burbigs are going where the lampanellis are yeah. over there you know the with sandler's blue collar oh, comedy the, uh, the larry Jeff foxworthy foxworthy that's exactly larry the cable, cable guy, guy. Uh, i mean just just see it just see it for yeah. what it is and and louie i mean if you're out there if you're listening i mean it's a, it's a good start well done mm-hmm. but he's got a road he's got a road to travel yeah, and you know what uh Hey, um, I don't want to say it, but I hope his best work isn't behind him in Beauty Tank. Exactly. Um, I, mm-hmm. and, and I don't think it is. The resurgence. Um, I think he can he can make that change. And he's he goes on stage and he'll laugh and he'll say, you know, right now I'm doing well. Right, right now I'm making right. the big bucks. But I know it's not going to last. I know I'm going to become like everyone mm-hmm. else and um, eventually – be unknown there it is it doesn't have to be that uh if he just smartens up uh in words of knocking cole straighten up and fly right you know what i mean get to the anyway. get to the humanity of comedy mm-hmm. i guess there's a humanity in comedy there has to be i think there is and i he, I, he he's yeah he's touching on it but he's an animal still it's he's animalistic it an animal. i mean he comes at you um flesh and nail and or tooth and nail to the flesh, pulling mm-hmm. it out and saying, "Look, I'm showing you your own heart to laugh at." And you're like, "Okay, well, I can see the humor in that, but is it really worth the the extra stitches to put it back in?" He's a fire breathing, and that goes back to the beard. He's yep. a fire breathing dragon of fairly relatable, but not quite relatable, social commentary comedy. Mm-hmm. And it's working right now for you, Louis. Congratulations. But, this, but th- these two knights are here to slay that dragon. Yeah. Let's let's get back to the Burbigs. Let's get back to, to the uh, real. To the, the real. real. Let's get authentic with mm-hmm. it and stop putting on airs and uh, and start being funny. Exactly. Find the funny. Call, call up John Panette. Get him to yell a few things 
in the phone at you. You know, stop talking to guys like David Cross mm-hmm. and Joe Rogan mm-hmm. and, and the others who, who, you know, want to come on a an alternative. I mean, I don't even know what alternative comedy means. It's not a, that's that's hey, an oxymoron, if you ask look, me. Look, Joe Rogan was an idiot on news radio, and then mm-hmm. he, you know, started uh, doing the fear factor thing. Mm-hmm. Now he's yelling stuff at the audience about, you know, social change or whatever, yeah. as if he's some sort of prophet. Look, Again. he's making profits. Uh, he's walking on the back of CK, uh, and it's a back that's going to break. Because it mm-hmm. can't hold up. I mean, exactly. society isn't it doesn't want it. They're not can't ready for it. it. No. They won't be able to okay. handle it because it's. And you know what? At the end of the day, it's useless. It's frivolous, and it doesn't matter. Yep. So, I mean, if that's a harsh criticism, I'm sorry. This is a tribute. Exactly. And I think what we're trying to say is. We love it. We love what you're doing. But it can be so much better. You can make it. You could. You can make it. You can get to the point where... You're on GQ. You're open. I mean, one day I could see CK uh, opening for Berbigs. Oh, wow. Berbigula, CK. I mean... Well, your imagination's better than mine. He's got steps. He's got strides to make. I'll I'll give you that. But, wow. Well, um, should we leave it on that note? Yep. Um, Guys, make sure to write us at uh, the JK Around at gmail.com also facebook slash jk around and and the jk around and twitter at the jk around Mm. uh let us know um uh, you know what your thoughts on on louis akr and also i want to hear from you your thoughts on pootie tang 2 should i continue writing this script should we work together as the jk around community Mm -hmm. to um to to send him the bare bones structure of pootie tang 2 so that he can fill it in and and get this art made. If you have get seen back I- on track. if you have seen ideas, if you have, I mean, we could probably do a contest. Uh, best scene idea, mm-hmm. you know, take a screenshot of like a page and upload it to Twitter. There you go. And just like we'll read it, and uh, if it's good, we'll retweet it, and then you'll get a retweet. And um, we may even uh, act it out. We, we may, we, yeah, we, we could, could uh, do that because we can. It, we have a friend with a camera. Um, so we could do that. And, uh, so yeah, let's, let's bond together. Tell us what your opinion of, uh, CK is. Yeah. Have we missed anything? Um, is there Mm. a subtlety like, Hey, we're stripping back uh, just this much of the magic. Uh, Mm -hmm. the rest is in your hands. Yeah. You guys can suck as much as you want to. You can Mm -hmm. suck all the magic, you know, you can suck Suck as hard as we do. do. Yeah. Yeah. Just as hard or harder. Just Mm -hmm. keep on sucking. And, and if we all suck together, suck different places, uh, suck different parts of Louis C.K. Then who knows what will come out. Yeah. Eventually, all the magic, hopefully. Um, so f- uh, from us here at the Capitol in the nation, uh, to all of you out there in uh, podcast land. <laughs> right. I don't even know That's, what to call it, That must Kevin. be it. That must be uh, it. The universe. I, I mean, I don't know if there's other planets uh, listening. We do, uh, we can't confirm that. But so. hey, if they're listening on Mars, we got a movie uh, take takes place on your planet. Yeah, you're gonna make some money. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna make some money. Look, we're looking, we're scouting locations. Send us some pictures. Uh, so anyway, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, check out 
all of our social media uh, stuff. We're also on YouTube. We haven't posted a video yet. Not yet. Hey, check out YouTube.com slash the JK around. So why not see if we're doing something yet? Like maybe I'll upload like a, um, like we can make a video on our phones. Yeah. We can do anything we want. Technology's just everywhere. Uh, Stay tuned. Uh, We'll have more. Our next episode coming up is a, it will be an interview. Interview guest Um, episode. Yeah. And that'll be exciting. So uh, stay tuned. And uh, have a great week. We'll, we'll uh, okay. Seriously, we should like do something kind of. I think uh, saying, saying have a great week is a good. Yeah. It's a fine. I think it's a fine thing. And so have a great. Week.